Welcome back to another Slab Stocks Baseball Podcast. I'm Aaron, and I'm joined here by Nate. And today we posted a question on Instagram. What top prospect will be traded at the deadline on July 31st? And we got quite a few replies, ranging from many different answers. Some talking about Jazz Chisholm, some talking about Jesus Sanchez, and then most of them were surrounded around guys like Kyle Tucker and Estevan Floreal. So today... Nate sat down and broke down the starting pitchers and relief pitchers he thinks will have a chance or most likely be traded at the deadline and what teams that they can land on. And Nate's here to take it away with his mix of stars and relievers. Hello, everybody. Uh, today we're looking at, as Aaron said, starters, relievers, and potential teams they could go to. Obviously, when you're looking at teams, anybody in the playoff hunt could use a starter. Anybody in the playoff hunt could use a reliever. Um, some teams, in my mind, make more sense than others. Uh, so we're only covering a few teams. Those teams are going to be the Twins, the Astros, the Yankees, the Brewers, and the Dodgers. And potentially, if we have time, the Cubs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Only if we have time. Only if we have time. I try not to cover the Cubs as much as possible. <laughs> um, so right away, I've got a list of about... Seven starters that I think we should go over. Uh, we got Matthew Boyd, Robbie Ray, Zach Wheeler, Noah Syndergaard, Madison Bumgarner, Trevor Bauer, Marcus Stroman. And then a list of four relievers uh, that are good currently. Will Smith, Kirby Yates, Ken Giles, and Shane Green. And then one bounce-back candidate in Edwin Diaz. And that's kind of where that will be the most interesting uh, move in my mind uh, for the Mets there. Especially after giving up Kalinic, who has now been very good so far. Yeah. So, but they also obviously got. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just a bad, <laughs> bad move all around from yeah. that standpoint. But anyways, we're not going to get into that no. because that dives off of pitchers and onto Robinson, no, which we don't want to do. No. Um. So right away, uh, these pitchers we have are kind of broken up. Um, the starters, anyways, are broken up into a couple categories. We have Zach Wheeler who is a rental, and Madison Bumgarner, who are rentals. Um, Wheeler is not doing great this year, 4.69 ERA. His Ks are slightly up from last year. His walks are slightly down. Uh, but that ERA doesn't look great. I forget what his fielding independent pitching was. I had been looking at it. I suppose that would be nice to know right now. Um, Aaron will jump on that real quick. Uh and the Madison Bumgarner is chilling at a 3.86 ERA. Uh, K per nine is about 9.33, and walk per nine is 1.93. Obviously, these guys are the type of guys that anybody can afford. Um, any team out there with a decent prospect will be able to buy these guys for the stretch. Um, for me, a team like the Astros would make sense for one of these two guys. Not necessarily Wheeler. Wheeler's kind of a buy-low candidate right now. Speaking of Wheeler, he had a 3.66 so far, feeling independent pitching. Okay. Um, so 3.66 on there, so his uh, earned run average should be about a run better than it is right now. If you like FIP. I'm not huge on it, but some people do like it. So Anyway, so the Astros, I have them in line for depth. They obviously have... Uh, the front line guys already in place in Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole chilling at 2.98 ERA and 3.23 ERA respectively. 
uh, in 132 innings for Verlander and 122 innings for Cole. They've got Wade Miley with a 3.32 ERA in 108 innings. Um, makes me question why the Brewers decided they couldn't cop up $4 million for Wade Miley after having him last year and knowing how good he was. Yeah, dominated towards the end. So the Astros aren't a team that needs a frontline starter. They just need a fourth starter. Um, especially because Corbin Martin's been injured. He had Tommy John, actually. Cy uh, Sneed's not the type of guy you want as your fourth guy in your rotation. Brad Peacock is injured currently. Though Brad Peacock would be fine, I guess, in the playoffs. Um, so if I was them, I would probably target like a Madison Bumgarner or Zach Wheeler. They've got a bunch of pitching depth in the minors, so you know, run with them in later years instead of giving up something more for somebody control longer. Is Josh James still pitching right now? Uh, good question. I <laughs> was just going to say, because I remember hearing that he had called up like early on. Obviously, I've been, I was tracking Forrest Whitley earlier in the year. Uh, and I was just a little, just thinking about if uh, he was still pitching. It looks like he's got 48.2 innings on the year. And his last pitching outing came on July 15th, which was yesterday. So oh, it yeah. looks, looks not, like he's in the bullpen. He has one start. Yeah, he's, so. in, he's in the bullpen. And he's not doing great. Um, 4.81 ERA out of the bullpen is not spectacular. No. Uh, so that covers the Astros. Uh, they could just use one more depth piece. Obviously, Madison Bumgarner is a little bit more than depth, but he's a rental, and I don't think they want to give up anything for more than one year, but maybe they do because Wade Miley is going to be a free agent. Um, But they definitely don't need that front line start. That's for sure. So then we move on to the Twins. Twins, in my mind, great bullpen. Uh, they have a great start of the rotation in Jose Barrios and Jake Odorizzi, both performing very well this year. Kyle Gibson's decent at a 4.03. Martin Perez is all right at a 4.26. Not something you'd like to see a ton of, but if he's your fifth starter, that's fine. So if moving forward, the Twins, you replace Michael Pineda because he's there. He's the back end of their rotation. I, if I were the Twins, I would go for somebody like a Robbie Ray, a big strikeout guy, because uh, they don't really have huge strikeout guys in their rotation. Currently, they have... Two guys over nine Ks per uh, nine inning in Odorizzi and Barrios. no, not Barrios. Really? He's got 110 strikeouts in 122 innings. And Kyle oh. Gibson, um, Gibson has 99 strikeouts in 98.1 innings. Odorizzi has 98 strikeouts in 94 innings. So they're not a huge strikeout staff. I think a guy like Robbie Ray or Matthew Boyd would look good on their on their uh, rotation. Um, they have those quote-unquote frontline stat type of guys, Barrios and Odorizzi. Barrios definitely can be a frontline guy. I don't think I'd want to rely on Odorizzi to be my second-best starter. So if you can grab, and I don't think I'd want to rely on Matthew Boyd to be my second-best starter, um, especially because Matthew Boyd, in years past, he's gone from a 5.27 ERA to a 4.39 to a 3.95. So while he's a big strikeout guy, I don't think he's the type of guy the Twins would want to rely on. Um, I would, if I were them, probably go after Robbie Ray. Or if they don't care, they clearly don't care about strikeouts a ton, try to grab a Marcus Stroman. I think Trevor Bauer is off limits as he is an Indian. And that makes sense. They are not going to trade interdivision. No. 
As for who could get traded from the Twins. Yeah, I was just going to ask that. What prospects do you think would have to go back for a guy like Robbie Ray, who's got two years? Well, he would be a, yeah. under control again. Oh, that's that's another thing. We backtracked the Astros a little bit here because um, I didn't cover the uh, prospects, I think, go in a no. deal. Um, for a guy like Madison Baumgartner, I don't know. He's a rental. He's doing decently. But we've seen that rental prices aren't as high as in years past. So how much how much could the Giants realistically get for him is the question. Just off the top of my head here, and Aaron, you can interject. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a JB JB Bukaskis. One um, one for one. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. A one yeah. for one, maybe a JB Bukaskis and uh, like somebody way down there, like a Brandon Bailey or something. I don't know, uh, or a rookie league guy of any any sort. You know, rookie league guys are hit or miss, but the Astros are usually the guys that grab those and turn them into stars, not the other way around. Well, the, away. they're definitely not giving up Kyle Tucker, Forrest Whitley, or Corbin Martin for him. No, that's for sure. No, 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 no. no. Um, Peter Solomon. I don't, I don't think. Know. I don't think. Uh, I think there's going to be enough competition for Bumgarner that it's still going to take like a uh, around a top hundred prospect to land him. I could be wrong on that. Not connected to a front office at all. This is just, <laughs> you know, uh, kind of studying the trade market for the last couple of years. Um. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Is, is Garrett Stubbs Drew Stubbs' brother? Please me. <laughs> but J.B. Bukaskis is somebody that I think might might head out the door for one of these rentals. Um, maybe Corbin Martin if they're like, uh, man, this dude's injured right now. Let's just get somebody in there healthy. But I doubt it. Yeah. So going on to the Twins, who are they going to trade? If they're going for like a Robbie Ray. Two years. Who is... Has this year and the rest and the rest of this year and next year. Um, shouldn't say um so much. My bad, guys. <laughs> Just thinking that. I saw a report earlier. Royce Lewis, Alex Kirloff, Rustar Gratterall are off limits. I've heard that too. So then you have to go, Trevor Larnich. Trevor Larnich is probably an ideal starting point for the Rays in a trade. Or the Di- Rays, Diamondbacks. The, the Diamondbacks in a trade. <laughs> Uh, I just saw some reports about Johan Duran, their sixth best prospect on uh, Fangraphs here for their beginning of the year thing. I haven't looked at any updates. He's eighth on Pipeline right now. I just saw some updates on him saying he looked pretty good. He's obviously not a... uh, What word am I looking for? Ace? No, 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 no. (laughs) Like, he's not going to frontline the pack. Yeah. But he's a nice throw centerpiece. In. They don't need Brent Rooker. I've seen Brent Rooker's name thrown around. Jordan Belzovich. He just yeah. entered the top 100 on pipeline. I know. Devin Smeltzer. If the Diamondbacks are looking to get controllable arms that are ready to go right away, Devin Smeltzer has been in the major leagues this year and has had some success. Heard that name. So there's there's a number of guys in here that could be, and then obviously. Any of your A-ball rookie league guys that could be throw-ins? Well, here's a question. 
who's pulling the bigger package between Robbie Ray and Matt Boyd? I know that Boyd has two year, more years than Robbie Ray, but I, I feel like from what you're saying, you're thinking that Robbie Ray would be more effective in the short term. I am definitely thinking – well, it's tough to say what the Tigers are thinking. I think, in my mind, Robbie Ray would pull a big package just because you can't really trust Matt Boyd currently. I know he's obviously having a great year. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Matthew Boyd's having a great year. But he's had bad years the previous two years, and I don't know how much you can trust him. His strikeouts are has have blown up this year, which is really nice to see. His whip is a little bit, tiny bit lower than last year. His hits are up. His home runs are up a little bit. His walks are down by almost a walk per game. His strikeouts are up by four a game. How much you can trust those stats to keep going? I think they'll probably keep going for the rest of this year, but I don't think I would trust it to go into that year. He's already chilling at a 3.95 ERA and a 3.47 FIP. So I think Robbie Ray has more value. Makes sense. Um, even though Matthew Boyd's controlled for two extra years. Yep. So that covers the Twins. I have them in line for that frontline starter type of thing, but not like a Robbie Ray frontline starter, more so than like a Marcus Stroman frontline starter. So then we go down to the Yankees, and the Yankees are an interesting team because their rotation is actually quite good. They have Tanaka, who's chilling at 3.81, and Paxton, who's chilling at 3.94, and Domingo German, who's chilling at 3.40, and Sabathia, who's 4.03. They don't need a reliever. They've got Chapman. They've got Adovino. They've got Britton. They've got Tommy uh, Conley. So they're good there. But J.A. Happ is, has a 4.93 ERA. That's a weak spot. <laughs> they need an upgrade over J.A. Happ. Is that doesn't, the fifth starter? Yeah, fifth starter. Uh, CC is probably the fifth starter right now. Ideally, you'd like to get an upgrade where CC doesn't have to be your fourth starter mm-hmm. in the playoffs, in my mind anyways. So J.A. Happ would be the ideal person to kick out. I know he's owed money, which uh, is not easy for a team like the Brewers or the Twins to eat, but a team like the Yankees, you have to kick the guy with the money to the bullpen, whatever. doesn't matter. Now, what they could use, Paxton and Tanaka should be frontline starters. They're not quite pitching like it this year, and I, Paxton just left the game the other day, I thought, with an injury. Um, so maybe somebody like a Trevor Bauer would be a good fit for them. They're not going to get Marcus Stroman. They could go for Noah Syndergaard. Uh... But Noah Syndergaard's having a bad year. I do think the net, the Mets are going to go and try to get a King's Ransom for him, despite his 4.5 ERA, his only 8.79 Ks for 9. I'm just I'm confused why they didn't trade him last year, or before the year. The Mets? Yeah, I mean, the, Met, the Mets should have done that. Uh, his Ks for 9 have been trending in the wrong direction every single year he's been in the league, despite throwing really hard. Yeah. Uh, he Before the season, he went out and said that his main goal was to throw as hard as he could every single pitch, which just goes to show you that <laughs> I don't really feel like he knows how to pitch because if, if you're looking at guys like, and I know this dude got busted for uh, roids, but uh, Frankie Montas said before the season that he took some miles per hour off his ball 
and was throwing 97 instead of 100, and he was getting better movement yeah. and uh, became a much better pitcher. Obviously, there was some pitch development in there with his uh, splitter and stuff. And some roids. And some roids, yes. But the point is, he realized that you take some miles per hour off your fastball, you get a little bit more movement, and it's way harder to square up even if it's three miles per hour slow. Yeah, makes sense to me. Obviously not to Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. So, <laughs> but Noah Syndergaard is one of those interesting candidates in that he is controlled through 2022. Yeah, it's a big contract. <laughs> His name is Frontline Starter. His numbers are not this year. He would fit in that Tanaka-Paxton mold of not having that Frontline Starter ERA or anything. I imagine in my mind it would be a one of Syndergaard or Bauer, especially because... It seems like Clint Frazier's going to go, or Estevan Florial may go. D.V. Garcia, 20 years old in AAA. I've seen well, his, super num- good. his name bandied about. Albert Abreu. You know, they've got a number of guys that could... They could pull a, a uh, big deal, yeah. is a thing. Um, who it's going to be is the question, and that is scary for your investment purposes. I don't really want... To be the owner of a Mets prospect, per se. No, 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 no. I'm saying if the Yankees trade for like Noah Syndergaard. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, do I want D.B. Garcia? If his autos come out, do I want to own those if he's on the Mets? They've been good at developing guys. They've also been good at destroying their careers. Well, not going to lie, I'd be even more concerned about holding a stable. Well, I'm not saying you should dump a stable floor, y'all. I'm just saying like. It should should be a worry with a trade looming, especially oh, yeah. for how he's been playing this year. Floriel not has not been playing great. He's yeah. been playing fine, not great. Uh, not and great at you all. You get traded from the Yankees; it's a step down, no matter where you go. Yeah. So that's a that's a risk. That's something for everyone to think about if you own Floriel. Not saying he will get traded, and I don't no. know if I'd go out there and sell all my cards in case he does get traded. Because if he doesn't, then you're going to regret it. Exactly. It's. It's just kind of like a you gotta wait and see time with tell thing. It's it's just the risk of prospecting. Yeah. Um. So the Yankees, they just need an upgrade over half. They could go any way. They could get Madison Bumgarner. They could hope to get something out of Zach Wheeler. They could get a frontline starter like Trevor Bauer or Noah Syndergaard. It's going to take if they want Syndergaard or Bauer, they're going to have to pay. Uh heavy price for it. I think I saw something that said they've been connected to Robbie Ray. They've really been in love with Robbie Ray. I could see somebody like uh, Esteban Florial and a minor piece for Robbie Ray. We'll see. Yeah, they, they could go a number of ways. Yeah. Basically, the only thing I'm sure of is that Marcus Stroman is not going there. Yeah. Um, We move on to the Brewers. The Brewers are interesting, obviously, to Aaron and I because we're fans. And they've been terrible We've right been now. watching them just completely get destroyed left and right to a bunch of teams under 500. The Giants, the Pirates, the... All the teams. <laughs> I can't remember. Them. So many teams. So many teams. It's been like 10 wins out of the last 30 or something. Yeah, and all those teams, almost, I think it was 7 wins out of the last 26, and every single team we played in that stretch was under five, is under 500 currently. That's brutal. Yeah, it's not good. Um, they could use a starting pitcher. They could use well. We've got Woodruff. He's good. They've got Zach Davies. He's good. Gio Gonzalez is fine if he could ever get healthy. 
but he's not healthy. After that is super, super barren. Chase Anderson is not great. Ulysse Chassin was amazing last year and is now terrible. I don't know how much longer you can hope to have him turn it on. So they could use a starting pitcher. They're not going to get Syndergaard. That's going to take Kesson here, right? So Kesson here is not going anywhere. If Kesson here does go somewhere, I'll be very upset. I don't want Kesson here to go anywhere. I don't want Kesson, so I don't want Noah Syndergaard. Same for Marcus Stroman. I don't think you get Marcus Stroman or Trevor Bauer without Kesson. It's a possibility if you, because uh, Syndergaard has an extra year. Maybe if you package Bryce Durang and Tristan Lutz and all the bats. <laughs> Peyton Henry or Mario Feliciano and a Trent Grisham or Corey Ray, something like that. Yeah. Maybe you can grab one of those, but that's a lot of our depth. A lot of our we, depth. We have no prospects. And so at that point, is it worth getting one and a half years of these guys? Maybe, because, you know, we have Yelich right now. Um, it's a window. But we're going to be... We're, I don't know how long Grand, it's open. Grandal's a free agent. Moustakas is yeah. a free agent. We could go for, and I, I also have the Brewers in line for a relief pitcher because outside of Hader and Jeffress and occasion, and Junior Guerra, the rest of the bullpen has been pretty iffy. Adrian Hauser moving back to the bullpen instead of in the rotation will be a big boost, but I would yes. still like another guy. So maybe if you can package together Madison Bumgarner and Will Smith, who are both free agents, Will Smith, the... Pitcher, not the catcher for the Dodgers or the actor. Or as I said, actor. Um, if you can grab Bumgarner and Will Smith in a package, and it costs you Bryce Terang and then Corey Ray and I don't know somebody way down the list, uh, you know maybe a Troy Stokes or something. Okay. My biggest thing is, what can we do to make Matt Albers stop coming out to pitch? <laughs> Matt Albers is fine. <laughs> No, number one, how dare you? Number two, Matt Albers has been fine. He's had a few blow-up games here or there, but otherwise... Every time we talk, you're like, oh, a few blow-up games. Well, this has been like three blow-up games no, later no, no, now. No, no, no. <laughs> Anywho, you know, if you can combine those guys, maybe you can combine a Matthew Boyd and a Shane Green. Shane Green is currently a free agent after 2021. He has a 1.06 ERA uh, for the Tigers. But that's going to cost you a, a little bit more. I don't know how much. Matthew Boyd definitely isn't going to command Kesson Hira. Bryce Durang also might be a little bit rich for my taste. But that's also because I don't trust him a ton. And I don't trust Shane Green either. Because Shane Green has been on that good year, bad year, good year, bad year uh, trend. So if he's on a good year this year, if he follows the trend, he's in line for a bad year next year. And that's his year... Uh, the year he becomes a free agent. So I don't want, really want them. You could do Marcus Stroman and Ken Giles. Ken Giles is having a, is a free agent after 2021. He has a 1.45 ERA. And he's striking out 15.4 guys for nine innings, which would look real good next to Josh, Josh Hader. Hader. And then since he's not a free agent until next year, you also have Corey Knievel coming back. Jeremy Jeffers is there. That could be a monster bullpen. Yeah, I could use Knievel right now. <laughs> we could use Knievel right now. <laughs> we could, yeah. Um, so there's some there's some options there for the Brewers. 
They've been talking about Noah Syndergaard. I don't think it gets done with Kessahira. I'm sure the logical next step is to have that conversation so you can drop down to Zach Wheeler and trade for him instead. Zach Wheeler doesn't really excite me. I know he throws 100 as a starter. Would look really good next to Brandon Woodruff, who continually tops out at 98 as a starter. I don't know what you'd have to give up for Zach Wheeler. His stats aren't great, but he's probably going to be in demand. Maybe a Tristan Lutz and a minor piece, something like that. Is that something I want to do? I don't know. I think you got to try, though, at this point. Yeah, well, here's yeah. my other thought. If we keep losing, yeah, and, oh, this is going to be This will tie into my next team, uh, the Dodgers, who I have as a relief, needing a relief pitcher because here we are. The Dodgers, their relief pitchers, Kenley Jansen, a 305 ERA, Pedro Baez, a 3.67. 305 is fine. I don't want that to be my best relief. 367 is kind of like a like a low four ERA guy for a starting pitcher if you're a relief pitcher. 3.96, I don't want that. 4.01, I don't want that. And Joe Kelly at 5.29, really don't want that. They do have Ross Stripling, he's good. Julio Arias uh, can fit into that rotation, or Rich Hill, whoever's in or out. So they have guys, but they could really use a very front front line relief. To pair with Kenley Jansen, in my mind, anyways. In my mind, they have enough to pair whatever they need to. Enough and, prospect damage. Well, yeah. <laughs> and so the interesting thing is, if the Brewers keep failing, and I know this will never happen, this will never happen, but if the Brewers keep dropping. What won't happen? The Brewers keep failing, or what you're about to say? What next? I'm about to say. Okay. The Brewers may keep uh, losing, but this trade scenario probably will never happen. The Brewers keep failing. Do the Dodgers call the Brewers up and say, hey, what does it take to get Josh Hader? What does it take? Because they are currently in win-now mode. They want to win. Josh Hader, they are trying to save money here and there. Like They're not their 200-plus million-dollar payrolls anymore. No. Josh Hader is cheap, but Three. he would cost so much money. Right, money. Prospects. Prospects. Yeah. So much prospects. Kind of like money. Yeah. And, you know, guaranteed it probably has to start with Gavin Lux or Dustin May. Probably Gavin Lux. Probably both. <laughs> I imagine it might take both of Gavin Lux and Dustin May or... Keeper Ruiz. Just, yeah. Let's just take everyone. Uh, something like that. But definitely one, I would say probably definitely has to start with Gavin Lux or Dustin May. Guaranteed. And then... Obviously, somebody like uh, Josiah Gray, whose stock is trending up, is going to get thrown in there. That'd be awesome. Um, after that, maybe a power hitter like DJ Peters type of thing. It's tough to tell how, like, Josh Hader obviously has a ton of value. I think there has to be two top 100 prospects in there for you to get him, plus a third nice piece. Definitely two, in my mind. I don't think it's realistic of anybody to think that a trade like that's going to happen, mainly because the Brewers are going to keep winning. Never doubt. Never doubt. So we should probably... Not trade Josh Hader. <laughs> yeah. And the Dodgers could go for somebody like, uh, you know, obviously, they're not going to get Will Smith. I have him written down, obviously. They're not going to get Kirby Yates, who's a guy we haven't talked about, but we will talk about after this. Is Kirby Yates on the Padres? Yeah. Yeah. 
They could go after Ken Giles from the Blue Jays. They could go after Shane Green from the or or that Rondon guy, Bruce Rondon from the Tigers. There's a number of guys, but Bruce Rondon doesn't seem like a I'm trying to just talk about guys that would command, you know, significant prospects here. So that'll be interesting what they do. The Dodgers obviously have the prospects to get them. You know, you might say goodbye to Jeter Downs or Josiah Gray. You might say goodbye to Dennis Santana, even though he's not, like, spectacular, or Jaron Kendall. They have um, Dennis and Christian Santana? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the Dodgers do. Just know that guys like Gavin Lux and Dustin May and Kiba Ruiz are not safe right now, especially because a team like the Dodgers, they have Will Smith and Kiba Ruiz. One of them can go. Yeah, easily. They have Justin Turner and Corey Seager and stuff in the infield on the left side. Their second base isn't like a huge position of need. They got like guys like Austin Barnes and stuff that can fill in at second base. So hey, Gavin, Lux, Gavin Lux. They it's not it's not Gavin Lux, but he's definitely expendable. Chris Taylor can fill in. Yeah. So he's a, he's expendable to say the least. And then Dustin May, he's also expendable um or maybe a t- guy like Tony Goslin who is killing it right now, but he's kind of older. He might be a piece to go. So we'll see what the Dodgers do. Just don't be very comfortable with the prospects you own on them right now until after the trade deadline. I'm I'm just thinking, dream scenario, middle infield of Gavin Lux and Keston Hira. I think I'd die. <laughs> I'm just thinking dream scenario of Orlando Arcia and that 59 WRC plus that the shortstops are putting up and casting here. Dream. Obviously not. <laughs> yeah, being sarcastic. <laughs> um, and then there's a couple a couple other guys that we haven't touched on. Kirby Yates is one. He's currently chilling with a 1.10 ERA and 14 Ks for nine. He is a free agent after 2021. Any team would want him. Do the Padres trade him to the Dodgers? Probably not. The Twins don't need him. There's a ton of teams that could use him. The Angels could always use another reliever, and they're kind of close. Athletics, the Rangers, the Cardinals. What does this contract look like? Kirby Yates. Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked it up. I was just curious because the Padres, well, obviously it's going to be tough to make the playoffs in the NL with obviously the Dodgers just being amazing and then Presumably, two better wild cards. If he, I mean, if his contract is up at the end of this year, obviously. No, 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 no. He's 2021 free agent. So oh, he's tw- he yeah. 2021? Yeah, I just don't know how much he's getting paid. He's also 32. Oh, okay. I, I meant years. Oh, yeah. yeah. 2021. So, Kurt Yates is definitely an interesting guy, and I covered the Brewers and Dodgers as people that need relief pitchers. The Yankees do not, the Twins do not. I mean, the Twins could use, like, really dominant one if they wanted to, but their bullpen has been pretty good. And they're not going to trade away Royce Lewis, Alex Kirloff, or Bruce Dargrad. No. So that kind of takes them out of the running for a lot of top, top guys. Trevor Larnage is basically the guy they're going to use to get whoever they can get, I would imagine, which is going to stink for Trevor Larnage. But maybe if he gets traded to, you know. Could be a way better scenario. Yeah. Uh, based on better situation cra- for crowded outfield especially maybe. a better situation for a major league park like it's hard to hit yeah. in target field much easier to hit yeah. maybe the Reds maybe the Reds trade uh, one of their decent starting pitchers oh. away or maybe they trade uh, Iglesias away or yeah. 
Amir Garrett and grab a, a Larnish from the Twins or something. Yeah. Who knows? Um, That'd be sweet. And then uh, one, the most interesting piece I think he, here is Edwin Diaz. Yeah. Because Edwin Diaz currently, I haven't really seen any trade scenarios with him, so this is pure speculation on my part. But he's chilling at a 5.35 ERA. He's controlled through 2023. Absolutely terrible this year. Still probably has some value despite his terrible year because of the big name. But are they willing to take 40 cents on the dollar to trade him away? Yeah, for something that they gave away Jared Kalinick for. Yeah. That's the problem here. And if the answer is yes, then every team, Burr's... You know, does it take Tristan Lutz? Okay. Go easy, grab easy. Go grab Edwin Diaz. You know, take Corey Ray too, whatever. Because I'm willing to bet on that upside. And you put him together with Josh Hader, Jeremy Jeffress, Corey Knievel next year. Could you imagine what that would have looked like last year, Hader and, De- and Diaz next to each other? Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. <laughs> and then lastly, and most definitely least, the Cubs. The Cubs, are, the Cubs are in a interesting area because they have Jose Quintana with a 4.21 ERA, but he's owed a lot of money. You Darvish with a 4.72 ERA, and he's owed a lot of money. Kyle Hendricks with a 3.46 ERA, which is good, owed some money. John Lester with a 3.74 ERA, owed some money. And then Cole Hamels owed a lot of money, 2.98 on the DL or IL right now. And then they have Tyler Chatwood, who's owed a decent amount of money with a 4.30 ERA, only 46 innings in the bullpen. Is that the dude that walks like yeah, yeah, a batter per strike? He walks everyone. <laughs> so, obviously their rotation is a ton of money, costs a ton of money. Kyle Hendricks and John Lesser are not going to lose their spot. Cole Hamels is not going to lose their spot. Probably not going to take Quintana and Darvish out of the rotation. But they have the possibility of really upgrading what is a lot of money and a lot of really disappointing outcomes here. Um, other than that, they could use a little bullpen help. Brandon Kinsler and Steve Ciszek have been good. Brad Bratch has been terrible. You know, maybe they go out and grab a, a Kirby Yates or something. They hooked up with the Padres in the past when they grabbed Anthony Rizzo and stuff. But, so, not that that matters, but, you know, I'm just saying, the last time I can remember them hooking up with the Padres, it worked out pretty well. What prospect even gets traded in that? Because I feel like that they're not going to want to trade Nico Horner or Miguel Maya. Maybe they will. Well, I don't and, know. And it, and it depends. You know, the Cubs are in an interesting spot where they're probably not going to go out and get a starter. And their better bet is probably just trying to get one of those depth relievers that's having a good year on, like, a minor league deal. You know, like your... Um, your... Anthony Sporzak from a couple years ago on the Brewers, who yeah. was like out of nowhere. And had they actually a pretty, pretty good run with us. Um, so, you know, the Cubs, in that case, probably aren't going to give up a huge name prospect for anybody. So we're not too concerned about it over here from a card investing standpoint. No. And uh, that kind of covers what I wanted to talk about. I got a few questions here. Yes, sir. So, looking at... I'd say the two, without speculating about what the heck the Dodgers do, because I feel like it's actually pretty hard to tell who they're going to be giving up. Between Kyle Tucker and Esteban Floreal, which one is a higher chance to get moved? 
and which one's going to get a better return from from the teams. Oh, well, uh, definitely in my mind, Kyle Tucker will get a better return. That's what I was thinking, too. With, without a doubt, actually, yeah. in my mind. Uh, Kyle Tucker's having a good year. He's the higher-ranked prospect. He's got more upside. I know he's a corner outfielder. Uh, well, which one gets moved, then? Or do both? Well, that's the other question. Neither of the teams... I had the standings up earlier. Let me pull these up. Neither of those teams really need... Yankees and Astros aren't they the top two. Yeah. No, neither of those teams really... They have big buffers in their divisions. Five and a half games and five games each over the second place team. So it's not like they need huge upgrades. They need pitching, though, because of injuries and stuff. So I don't know if the Astros want to trade Kyle Tucker for that big of an upgrade. Like, Kyle Tucker is going to command a big upgrade. Yeah. And they've got Verlander and Cole, Wade Miley. They don't need a front-of-the-line starter. They can, they can do it. And with Jordan Alvarez uh, having a great year and playing the outfield, Kyle Tucker's not as needed anymore. So if they are willing to trade him, then they're really going for it. They're going to get somebody that's controlled for multiple years, which will be nice because Wade Miley's going to command a bigger salary next year. They're probably not going to want to pay it. So yeah, if they want a Marcus Stroman or a Trevor Bauer, Kyle Tucker's in play. Yeah. And then the last question here, which I have answers for myself, and I want to see if yours are close to mine. Whose value... Bowman Chrome base autograph can go up the most from getting traded prospects, and whose can go down the most, and just one one player for each. Okay, 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 okay. So we're obviously we're kind of looking at prospects from the Twins, Astros, Yankees, Brewers, Dodgers, for the teams we covered, Cubs, to teams like the Mets, the Giants, the Indians, the Blue Jays, and the Tigers. That's not a great switch. But like, think, like, think like, no, no, yeah, I, for market wise, I know what you're saying. But I'm just saying for market wise. So yeah. like, realistically, via the markets, there's no great outcome for any of these guys getting traded. What I will say is situational. If Trevor Larnage gets traded away, that's a big boost for him. Yeah, because he thinking. has Kepler, Rosario, Buxton, Kirilov in front of him. Yeah. That's a lot of guys to overcome. And he is limited to a corner outfield spot. He's not going to be DH because they have uh, guys there to play DH in Sonoma and stuff. And Cruz, did Cruz only sign a one-year deal? Uh, I think it's multiple. Okay. Um, So he's not going to, like, be at DH or anything. I don't expect Rosario or Buxton or Kepler to fall off the map anytime soon. So he's kind of in a tough spot, and Kirilov's kind of in a tough spot too, but yeah. I don't think they're going to trade Kirilov. No, I don't think so either. So Larnage, in my mind, has the biggest upgrade in position. Other than that... Biggest dropper? Biggest dropper would have to be a guy like Gavin Lux. Or, I, well, eh. Or, I or mean, Florida. if Gavin Lux gets traded for Marcus Stroman, I think you're doing all right because... You have Vlad and Bobachet Bo there. It's a nasty to, uh, infield. To draw hype, prop, attention, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, prop yeah. up his value. So Gavin Lux, but if Gavin Lux gets traded to 
the Giants or something. Obviously, Madison Mugger, Will Smith, Miles Sellers are not enough for Gavin Lux. No. But on the off chance it happens for some reason, I would much rather have Gavin Lux on the Giants. Oh, for sure. On the Giants. For sure. I was think. I mean, I agree 100% on Trevor Larnich. It's not by the market switch. Honestly, a Twins market doesn't do much anyways. But yeah. just by the situational play with where he could be and how he could advance. And then it's either Gavin Lux or Esteban Floreal, I think. Because of Kyle Tucker moves from Houston, I think it's only going to help based on him actually being able to play. Yeah. And, like, that, that's a good move. But, you know, Floreal dropping off the Yankees is a huge, huge drop, especially when... When you look at a guy like Florial and his stats, and then you look at the team he's on, it's not the Yankees. That instantly goes down. We've seen it before. Blake Rutherford. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone. <laughs> and and then uh, Gavin Lux also could take a drop. But I don't. Obviously, he's still amazing. It doesn't have to do with that. How fun would Gavin Lux be on the uh, be on the Blue Jays? That'd be so with, awesome. With. Bullshit and Vlad, third uh, shortstop, second covered by those three guys for the for the next six years. That's like the nastiest infield, young infield. Yeah, that'd yeah. be like a Anthony Rendon, Trey Turner, Carter Kaiboom, but better and younger, younger. <laughs> yeah, but still obviously fun. You know, yeah, with no Juan Soto or Victor Robles in the outfield. Yeah, makes it a little bit worse. Then. Yeah. Adam Eaton. I'm actually shocked the Nationals aren't better than they are. It, they're actually turning around here. They are. I've they seen are. them placed in the wild card on a they lot are, of playoff they are projections. They're 43, and they are currently in that first wild card spot. Shout out to Juan Soto. Yep. Juan. So that is our podcast on pitchers that I think, uh, I didn't confer with Aaron on this, he might have different pitchers, but I think will be traded or. Better odds of being traded. Matthew Boyd, Robbie Way, Zach Wheeler, Noah Syndergaard, Madison Bumgarner, Trevor Bauer, Marcus Stroman. Obviously, there's a lot of issues in there. How do the Tigers value Matt Boyd compared to everyone else? Because this is his first good year. Robbie Ray has his flaws because he walks way too many guys. He's got the strikeouts of an elite pitcher, but the walks of a guy that is not elite. Noah Syndergaard is having a terrible year, but has a name of a guy that should be dominant, has a fastball of a guy that should strike out a ton of guys, but isn't striking out a ton of guys, so he's got his warts. Zach Wheeler is having a rough year, so he's got his warts. Madison Bumgarner is fine, but he's the face of a franchise. Yeah. It's a tough trade. That's tough to trade. Also, the Giants have been coming back a little bit. Oh, God. Let's let's not go overboard. (laughs) They're still last in the division. Well, yeah. yeah. And And they're 17 games back. Not coming back meaning playoffs, just yeah. meaning playing better, I suppose yeah. I should say. So, face of a franchise, always tough to trade. The Brian, Giants Brian are probably going to overvalue him compared to what he's actually pitching like. And they're going to probably be like, oh, but look at him in the playoffs when <laughs> you can't guarantee that he's going to do that for a new team or no. ever again. So, Madison Bumgarner has his warts. Trevor Bowers chilling at 3.65 ERA after like a 2 point something ERA last year. Definitely a drop-off a little bit. Um, and his strikeouts are slightly down, though still good, 10.43, and his walks are up for 9, 3.52. Those are up from last year. So he's good, but his numbers aren't screaming ace right now, more more like a number two. And then Marcus Stroman 
is obviously pitching really well for the Blue Jays. They're probably going to move him. Doesn't get a ton of strikeouts. How much do you want to rely on that? If it goes to a bad defensive team, uh, you might be in tr- trouble. So those guys all have their flaws. On the relief pitcher side, obviously these guys don't really have flaws. Will Smith is really good. Kirby Yates is really good. Ken Giles has been really good this year. Shane Green has been good, but bad. But if you're only getting Shane Green, if you don't care about next year, you're only getting Shane Green for this year, you can't do much better. And then Edwin Diaz obviously has his flaws of being terrible this year. But yeah. there is so much enticement there. that Especially if you can talk the Mets into a trade that does involve a top guy. Yeah. If you can get, if you can get him for like a back-end top 100 prospect or a, you know, right off the list, top 100 prospect, I think I'd have to do it and just see what happens. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah. So. Agreed. Well, that wraps it up for the trade deadline on the pitchers that Nate handpicked that I totally support because Nate is a genius when it comes to trades. And uh, not, but, not trades, but <laughs> I do uh, do my fair share of studying. Well, you know, not, not physical trades, but yeah. from the outside view. He does a good job, I should say. It does his work. And then uh, look forward to a position player uh, podcast next week, which will be a week closer to the trade deadline, and maybe we'll have some moves in there beforehand. Um, if the Brewers don't pick it up here soon, you know we'll probably end up talking about guys like Esmani Grandal and Mike Moustakas. Yep. We might end up talking about... You know some some power bats that might get on the move, like your Jay Bruce's or your Todd Frazier's or something that aren't really valuable too much, but always seem to get traded. Yeah, from like the Phillies and the Mets. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Either way, thank you guys and have a great rest of your week.